Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. Hell no. Welcome to the war room. We got <laughs> Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. You, Apollo Creed, house all that for like 1982. I'm watching Rocky too. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm the boy Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my bros, B. Austin and Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, NFL Week 15 is in the rear. Man, these seasons be going fast as hell. Week 16 is on deck. There's plenty of NFL playoff scenarios hanging in the balance this week, so we'll get a little into that in our pick six segment. Um, There are also several stories from the week of sports that we want to rap about in general, so sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the boardroom, greatest man cave in the history of Earth, not Earth, but Earth. Episode 658 starts now. You can get in on the conversation yourself. By signing in to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. And um, again, I don't see anybody in my version of the chat room, so y'all might want to check to see if y'all got that, that, that chat room going on in the alternate universe, because I don't see anything. Let me see. Um, you can also uh, holler at us at, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, you know, wherever, man. We, 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 we're everywhere right now during this live broadcast. Um, we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes. Definitely it's your mom's house. Um, we'll be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. So what up, family land? How y'all? Yo, man. It was really good. Just sucker ducking and dummy dodging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suck a duck and dummy dodge. I'm just over here waiting for Monday to hit. So, you know what I mean? We get back in, you know what I mean? Premier League and whatnot. Get back to, <laughs> get back to football. <clears throat> I'm waiting for Monday to hit so I can stop spending money. Um, <laughs> Santa Claus still come to my crib. So, you know, it's, it's hectic over here. It's, it's box Damn. time. It's time to look out on the porch Damn. and there'll be like 16 different deliveries of boxes. Not the kind of boxes I want to get delivered, but. Yo. You shot the those that deliver boxes. <laughs> Yo. Yo. All the young floozies out there. Yeah, shout out to the chick that be having Shams on her show every week. She a box deliverer. I don't even know her name. Y'all bring floozy back. Make floozy great again. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to Glow. Word. Shout out to Glow Rilla. She a dirty box deliverer. That's a definitely nice word. She a dirty floozy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, watch your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I 
right, man. So let's let's get right into everything because y'all wilding already. So before we get started, man, we just got to remind you, like we do every week around this time, that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still rock with us and check out archive episodes of our show and any other of the partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network that happen to catch your fancy. That means there's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room. Um, if you're a hip-hop head, tissue in the tape, that's for you. That's the greatest hip-hop show on the planet. Uh, the Broad Street Line, if you're into Philly sports, and a little bit of, uh, of a national appeal there, but they're the best in the business as far as Philly sports goes. Uh, superstars, up-and-coming show, a Philly show as well. Um, John Appetite, if you call yourself a foodie, you got to listen to the Burtons because they will tell you where to eat, What's it hitting for anywhere across the country? Um, on the couch with the Wilsons. If you're in the TV, movies, documentaries, all that, man, their motto is we watch everything so you don't have to. So um, check out everybody on the network, man. Get your, get your fix. All right, y'all, these hot topics brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some more money because hopefully you've been doing it already, but it's time to make some bread Sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't done it and you still haven't made any money, then it's time to stop playing and it's time to place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, that'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get your money. That's all there is to it. All right, man. FIFA World Cup, the final, was this past Sunday, and it did not disappoint. Um, I ain't going to hold y'all. I tell y'all every week, like, I don't have the, the, the soccer, the football experience that B. Austin had. He was kind of forced into that way of life, and now he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's deep into it. But I've watched my fair share of the sport in my time, and I've never seen a greater game in my life. Like, I, I, all, the, probably, all the purists. hasn't been one. I was about to say, all, most of the purists and the soccer heads, the football heads, they say, okay, this is the greatest World Cup final I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is the greatest match that I've ever seen in my entire life. And I told y'all the other day, that might only be because I missed my daughter's match where they were down 7-4. to four And I'm sorry, they were down 4-0 to zero and came back and won 7-4. to four. And one of my girls scored four goals in that game. I'm pretty sure Damn. seeing that live was probably crazy because trying to watch it while somebody was live streaming it for me was crazy enough. And the people where I was probably thought I was crazy because of the way I was celebrating. But this World Cup final, man, I know we were all kind of watching it together, not in the same room, but we were on chat watching it together. What were y'all thoughts, man? <laughs> How riveting was this experience? No, listen, man, I, I consume a lot of football and it's not even in it's not even close and and I say that because I've seen some crazy matches 
where you have a performer or two playing on a certain level, but both of those squads was giving it their their maximum in terms of effort and in terms of talent and giving the people you know what they uh what they want to what they wanted to see and and Jimmy you shared a you shared a a video in the locker room uh that was amazing like that that soccer what is it football for Americans like the breakdown of what football is was was very on point in the sense that de- describing the game where it's more like baseball in terms of the flow like watching yeah. Messi is what football is in the sense that, yo, he walks and chills 85% of the time. Now, the difference being other cats that do that, when they take off on that 15% run, great things don't necessarily happen the way they happen for him. It's a lot of standing around until action occurs because the frenetic pace that those two teams played with in that World Cup final, you can't play like that every game. Good time, right? Nah. Like them, yo, them dudes, and they gave us the extra time after France came back. And I had a three. Time. We had the, the, the extra time. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that all the time, dog. The Unless you want coach. Not, 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 <laughs> running, <laughs> not running on that big-ass field. Like, nah. what, what we saw was two teams giving it everything they had at almost every position to win, and that, you know, like like Dev said, don't don't go into watching regular league football thinking you're going to see that level of effort or performance, game in and game out or match in and match out because that that was special. That that yeah. gave Yo, something special. Plus with, the, with, the, with the regular league, the money is there; it's guaranteed. You you you're getting that. With this, it's the pride thing. You know, the World Cup is yeah, the yeah. stage. Yeah, you're playing, playing for, money for your country. It. Yeah, it's, it's a pride thing. So you know, the pride showed. I think I the think two, um, the stars were starring that day, and that's a lot, for a me, lot of casual like, life as well. It's one, it's one of them things where, like, you know, um, everything like set up for it to be that way, right? So this is the final of this overall tournament. Um, so it's it's it's, it's a championship game, you know what I mean? Like, so and you had both you got, stars you got the defending like, champion from last from yeah so it's like it's, it's it's in any sport if you have two teams giving it their all like that and 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 the stars show up and it's the championship game or game 7 like we rarely see that in any sport like most of the super bowls like for the most part in my life most of the bowls that I, in my life haven't even really been competitive we had a couple but for Especially the most when part we were growing up, it was an NFC blowout you know I mean? for like and 9 even, years and, straight yeah. And even well, when they're we competitive, it's not it's it's not the stars always starring. You know what I mean? And even when it's I think not, about yeah, basketball, you got Larry, when I think you about got basketball, uh, like a lot of times it's not game seven. The stars ain't starring. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's, it's where do you see this in any other in in any context, right? Even in, you take it to tennis or golf, like you rarely see the star star at the highest level when all the is for everything. Like and, and, and the mental, the mental component is, is like, yo, you could be locked up as a star player. You could be locked up in a soccer match, and all it takes is thirty seconds for the tide to turn. And in the span of of two to five France, minutes, France showed that in a in a <laughs> in a ninety minute match, in two to five minutes, you can turn the tide and and dog. create and history. And twice in ninety five. seconds, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, and, 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 and I'll be honest, I, I don't know that I admitted this to you. I'm one of those people where I know Mbappe is a star, and I know he's quality, but I've I kind of lean towards him being a little overrated, and maybe that's because I know I'm you, such I a, can tell by your yeah. I, can tell I was about to say you. I could tell just when we talked about him before. Yeah, you like he gonna go. Oh, yeah, that do one thing you know I can tell that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I think he's, we're he's a, you're a little I'm, hater. I'm a, I'm a huge. <laughs> no, I ain't, I ain't a hater, but I'm a huge. I'm a huge uh, Messi fan. I'm a huge Neymar fan, and then even on his team, like I don't look at him as the best on that team. I look at Paul Pogba as being the best on that team, and N'Golo Conte, and they weren't even there, Kareem Benzema. Play, yeah. So he, he showed me some – but the kid, he's only 23. So but that's what I'm saying, though. Own... He had that opportunity, like, okay, the big guns aren't here. I'm the next one up. I'm going to make this – Yeah, out, he's he like, did. we 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 going to expediate this a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We gonna is that a word or is it expedite? I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, um, it is, man. We gonna we gonna expedite this. We know we know we know what you meant. <laughs> we gonna expediation this <laughs> equivalent, but um we gonna expediate that <laughs> equivalent. Yeah, so, so he he decided to go ahead and, and speed that process up on the biggest stage out there. So no matter what anybody thought of him before that, I'm pretty sure they look at him different now. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah. You got you. You you have to. And and he's a little bit. He has a little bit of an attitude. He's a little oh, bit petulant. <laughs> he, he's a little petulant, even with the with the home squad. Because it's funny, he plays on a bomb dream team squad with Messi and with Neymar. And you'll always hear the reports like every six weeks about him. Like, yo, I'm not giving this free kick to Messi or Neymar. Or yo, I'm not passing to him on the break. I'm taking this much. So he. You know, he's feeling himself a little bit, but, you know, rightfully so. Um, he showed, you know, he showed the world what he was about, and you can't be mad at that. He has, the, I believe, the heart of a champion, and hopefully, God willing, he will be back several times on this stage. And he, you know, he gave them, he gave France the best chance to win, you know, and um, and I'm sure we'll get into that in, in a few. But uh, no, it was a, it was a phenomenal. It's phenomenal. one of those. It's one of those events. Like, there's only a couple of sporting events I could think of. Probably a handful of sporting events I could think of, like I, where I know already that I'm going to remember it my entire life. Like, there's a couple of things I could think of. Like, as much as I hated it, I remember Christian Leitner hitting that that damn, um, you know, that buzzer beater at, at uh, you know Philly. Um, I remember Bernard Hopkins beating the the, the Dookie out of Tito Trinidad. I remember this match right here. Um, you know, it's it's, it's like a, a handful of sporting events. Like, yo, I'm going to remember where I was, how I felt, when I watched it, and all that kind of stuff. Um, as many of the great things that we've seen in sports, all events still don't fall in that bucket. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Ain't, ain't it crazy to hear Jim talk like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, he ain't like and, 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 uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Hey, I'm, listen, dog. And I'm, I'm a bigger fan than us. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yo, he gave it a chance. I told and he you, loved that shit. I love that. Yeah, I mean, get my props, man. Listen, I told you yeah, before the final. You get your love by now, now, like, now we got. Now we got to get him in the golf. Because no. for like 30 no, years, yeah, I'm about to play. Y'all been saying golf is a sport. So we got to watch golf. No, it's not. Golf is not. I just don't want our brother to go looking at an MLS match expecting to see what he saw at the World Cup. Yeah, he know. Y'all had enough conversations about that. No, hey, Dev, I'm bringing Gaffer and Hooligan back, man. What are you talking about? Right, right, right. We need this back on the – because they're going to know what the hell they're talking about now. 
Jim used to think that shit no, was but gibberish. I, I'm, de- I'm definitely, I'm definitely watching the Premier League, man, and I, and, and I'm definitely an Arsenal fan for political reasons, man. Shout out to OBA Soccer, yeah. man. OBA Soccer. Nah, you got I ain't even heard that title in a Listen. long time, man. If y'all don't know what that is, Gafford and Hooligan was Gafford a, and Hooligan. A, a soccer-based show that was on our network years ago, and it was based out of Canada. Shout out to the to the Gaffer and Hooligan boys, man. Forget, I'm about to bring, I'm about to bring it back. I'm about to hit them up. We coming back. But what you about to say, I gotta do what? I also I also was gonna say if you like magic and and kid and passing, yo, you gotta watch La Liga and probably probably Bundesliga. Alright, bro, if you like mere, if you like Magic and Kid and Passing, then you need to watch my young boy Mellow Ball. I just want to throw that in there because nah, I'm uh-oh, cool. Uh-oh. He, he I like, getting shoot, it in I like shooters. Night. Speaking I like of shooters, Premier League and Ant Man. Premier oh, he League was and smacking Ant-Man. that too. <laughs> he, he, he was smacking that yo, Mello, during his yo, 25 Mello, point Mello triple double the other night too. Mellow Vision uh, ridiculous, yo. I keep trying to tell B, man. Just, you know, I mean, we ain't got to be like the masses. We can like both of them. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. We gotta just like one That my man, no, B, my B, man B, stole my man's rookie of the gang. Like no, <laughs> my man stole his rookie of the year. Nah, there wasn't no theft, no thievery involved in that one. <laughs> no, AB Austin, man, I'm a full, I'm a full Arsenal fan at this point, bro. Like for political, your Arsenal, your Arsenal guy. Okay. And once okay. I found out they got a statue, once I found out they got a statue of a black man, I was like, yo. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, got, they got a good, political. They got now, a good now Jimmy gonna Jimmy gonna force me to pick pick a team. Now I gotta go find a team. <laughs> well, listen, my, I'm listen, a man. I'll pick a team a, like a, a woman who got nice uniforms. I'm a city. I'm a city. <laughs> man. Yo, I'm a city. Yo, zan, I, my, mine so. is for all political reasons, man. They, they, I'm I mean, a city. Zan. I'm black I'm history. down with the Arabs. I'm I'm with I'm with Man City. That's I, my I, game. I can I can um. I'm down with the Arabs. I can take the I can take the bronze stand route and just be a, a Man United fan because he's nah, don't like do that. A jigger that's, 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 that's like the Cowboys. That's, Giamond, that's Giamond's team. We against we against all red. <laughs> that's <laughs> like the Cowboys, dog. Yeah, yeah Man United like like world's team, not America's team. Yeah. World, the globe's team. Yo, yo, the crazy the crazy part about it is, dog. I was looking at um. And I don't, I don't think it's in our um the rundown. Do we are we talking about later on? I don't want to bring it now. We are about the NFL's new TV deal. Uh no no you can no, no. Okay. but real Go quick ahead. though real quick because thinking about the Cowboys so like the value of the Cowboys goes up with this deal and they're saying the Cowboys might be worth somewhere in the neighborhood of ten billion dollars damn and when I when I read that I'm like hold up this they team has been won in damn near right so I'm like yo he hasn't won in deal. twenty years and somehow I'm like so as much as you know I dislike Jerry Jones and all that like. He got to get credit for his ability to like build that brand, cause like they're the most. They said they're the most valuable franchise in all of sports, all of sports across the world, and it's gonna be close to ten million dollars <laughs> for this new TV deal. I think I think some jacket. of my some of my brothers that met me Hodge would disagree with that. They just lost it. I'm just telling you what uh, Forbes said, because For, Forbes even ranked the uh, the, uh, the all the soccer teams, all the everything. They said the Cowboys are the number one most valuable team. Oh, that includes the Yankees. Forbes, that includes the Lakers. Forbes and Forbes don't be that making me hot, Jimmy. That, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I hear you. I'm just telling you what was in the list. That, that includes Manchester. That includes all the. That includes the Lakers, I don't know. The Celtics, all the me, you guys. might be you might be confusing the team for the owners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Them that's owners true. probably, you know. Oh I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's different. He he probably can't sit in the same table with the owners, but the actual team value. Yeah. Yeah. 
Some of the brothers you talk oh. about, the team, the team is there laundering. They just laundering, but. Jerry Yo, can't. Um, <laughs> Jerry ain't pissing on nobody. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Jerry don't. Jerry don't fly him out. The, Jerry don't fly him out to defecate on him, but. No, but I was sitting there thinking about like, yo, but when you when you look at their valuation and their brand versus their their success, it's kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, people. Yeah, people... they just don't. They like, like they literally don't win. They don't even been to the. They haven't even been to the bowl. <laughs> yo, they just like they the most eight and eight in this team in the league in the past. Yo, they eight and eight in this. Yo, my man somehow. your man took. Your man took mediocrity and made it the most valuable sports brand in the Yo, world. Your man took mediocrity and made and it brainwashed the shit out of a bunch of fans who really be running around cocky like, 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 like the Cowboys or something. Like, it's amazing. Crazy, yo. Crazy. Cowboys yo. fans are a corny bunch too. Like I can always yo, tell a Cowboys I root, fan before I find out I root they're Cowboys. I root against. The like Cowboys. I have a type of dude that I'm like, yo, he probably a Cowboy. He probably a Cowboys fan. Shout out to my homie Corvette. that's Cowboys fans. He's he, he probably a Cowboys fan. From a psychological standpoint, drive Corvette. From a psychological standpoint, I understand it. And he though, probably right? got because the Cowboy uh, emblem on his on his uh, headrest on his car. He do that a lot. Yeah. So, so from from a psychological standpoint, I totally get it. It makes sense though, right? Because nobody likes Cowboys fans. You could be an Arizona Cardinals fan and you hate the Cowboys, right? You could be a Raiders fan, you hate the Cowboys. You can be a Texans fan, you hate the Cowboys. Like, Which is everybody great hates the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. So, like, you don't realize how much money so that hatred that whole, generates. <laughs> that whole them versus us thing is probably real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely true. I I, uh, I look at the, the players for the Cowboys as, as uh, definitely modern-day slaves and set up. <laughs> Uh, I look at people that root for them. Yo, how you look at them to sell out? Like, what you supposed to do? And we just say that about the free agents. Yeah, what what you supposed to do when they draft you? Yo, when they draft you and they pay you $90 million, what are you supposed to do? I mean, they just cop you you, off the auction. There ain't nothing you can do about it. You you, You got to leave your family and go. The Cowboys are more likely to want to make America great again. We know that. You know I did, so, I did, though. I did find it interesting, like with the Jerry Jones controversy. How Jerry didn't really had to say nothing, like all the, all, yo, the, all his, yeah. uh, all he his, just all his, he just sit back and chill. All his, <laughs> all his black-eyed friends. I mean, yeah, they make it right up for him. <laughs> all his black-eyed they friends, <laughs> y'all feel what I'm saying? <laughs> they jump right up, like yo, he good. I'm like, damn, dog. He with us. <laughs> when Matt was sick, he's sick. He, you can look at his face. He wasn't frowning. He wasn't mad. He was just curious. I'm he like, yo, y'all could have just, really just, 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 just not said nothing. <laughs> right. Like, nobody really asked you. <laughs> I mean, some people went yo, straight at their neck, though. Like, how y'all root for the ball and the ball? He was like, yo, Jerry, Jerry knew that he was going to work with people of their ilk later on in his life. He was cool. To work with or they were going to work for. All right, man. But, um, All right, so, Dev, real quick, Dev. Our last thing I want to say, though, before we move on, though, like, I know, I know how to get you, like, yo, because, you know, we, we watch the reality Jones, man. Watch the All or Nothing Jones on Amazon, yo. They got a new one this, this year, Arsenal Jones. And, and, you know, that's, that's, that's how you get in. I know. I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> Jimmy didn't I'm realize that my man Fox no was out there doing that to grown men at, like, 17 years old. He's Dog, got, I ain't he's know he's got that young. He's got names. 
Uh, yeah, he, um, I, no, I'm, he's from uh, I'm on uh, it. What is it? No, Nigeria. 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 No, no, I think Saka is not uh, Ghanaian. No, well, on the, on the joint I just watched, they said his family moved to uh, England from Nigeria. So from Nigeria, but anyway, okay. Yeah, but that's either here nor there. But the point is though that you know how you know how when we watch um like Last Chance You, it's kind of like that where you start rooting for people and you want to know what the hell they doing now and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's I'm why, definitely that's check why I stopped that watching the NFL joint. Hey, somebody check out you know see what Neil and Scott you talking about in the in the chat. But anyway, you know, our stat of the week. Last thing about uh, the World Cup, our stat of the week, Lionel Messi's World Cup post is now the most liked post in Instagram history. And um, the bull, uh, Zuckerberg, said WhatsApp also reached a record 25 million messages per second during the World Cup final. Damn. So that that actually, I mean, we would have been a part of that. We was just in group. We, definitely, I was, we, was, we was in the wrong chat. <laughs> we was in group me. We would have been a part of that. So we probably did some numbers too, just not as much as WhatsApp. Twenty-five million messages per second during the final. That's crazy. That's, All right, that's man, so insane, bro. In the world of hoops, uh, basketball has announced um, their top five finalists, their top five candidates that are eligible for the Hall of Fame, um, and those five former players, well, four former players and the coach are Dwayne Wade, uh, Pau Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, and his coach, Greg Popovich. Um, do y'all see any of these five? having any issues getting into the Hall of Fame on their first ballot. Like, for me, nah. it's always like, damn, like, Tony Parker. But then when you look at his resume, it's like, I don't know how you really can argue it. Um, nah. I mean, that's I mean, one of those things, though. Like, if Tim Duncan is as great as you say Tim Duncan is, then maybe that could be the argument against Tony Parker. But... His resume is yeah, crazy. Did y'all, did y'all ever feel like Tony Parker was a top five PG in the league? I mean, Great think question. about it, like and most of his career, I probably didn't, but he might have gotten there at some a couple point. Seasons. Yeah, he might have gotten there at some point. Um, I can't I mean, pinpoint his resume I mean, it's one of those crazy. things. I can't pinpoint those seasons off the top of my head, but I agree, plus, like plus. maybe two in his he 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 balled internationally as well, and this is the basketball Hall of Fame, right? Um, international. He had several. He had several great seasons as a uh, Dr. Avery on um, Grey's Anatomy, so you got to throw that in there too. <laughs> uh, and his um, so, you know, you know his 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 woman drama was, was oh, like Hall of Fame that. worthy. Yeah, his woman drama yeah, is, is Hall that. of Fame worthy. He got he got some. More. Hall of Fame cojones doing the type of stuff that he did. Yo, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he pop somebody' wife too? One of the berries, like Brent Berry or somebody like that. Yeah, as a well boy, he was popping his wife. Yeah, and and married one of the the housewives, not the real housewives. Yeah, he was married to a celebrity and was popping um popping one of the <laughs> Brent Berries and them wife. Yeah. Yo, so. yeah, yo. There you go. He he, he in the sleazeball Hall of Fame too, yo. <laughs> he, he's a sleazeball. I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a million. Y'all probably right, but he don't get my vote for the for, for the for the war room. 
Hall of Fame. Right, but, well, you know, here's a question for is, you because that's the five people that they're putting on all of the articles because they're the top five. But what I read when I, you know, got deeper into the candidates, your man, uh, B. Austin, Chauncey uh, Billups is eligible as well. You throw him in there before Tony Parker? He ain't getting it before Tony. <laughs> no, it ain't it. We know that, but we talking about B. We know he ain't getting it before Tony. I don't know if Chelsea Billups is getting in at all, but what would B do? This is the question. This is set up so y'all can slander Chelsea. No, I ain't gonna slander Chelsea. I'm just really asking you. I ain't gonna slander already. No, I don't think Chelsea. I don't think Chelsea is a Hall of Famer. Okay. I, I, I didn't think that you thought that. I thought that you, you know, the fact that you used to you know, put him above for so me, many Hall of Famers, I thought you thought he was a Hall of Famer. For me, this whole this whole class is like just a realization also that, um, you know, we, we like damn near, we middle-aged men now. And I'm going to tell you why, right? Because every Hall of Fame class that come on now, like, I remember all their careers. I remember as a kid when they would announce the Hall of Fame, I would have to go do from the research, From right? the moment it started. And not even just yeah. the NBA. If they went to college, we were there for that too. Yeah, y'all oldest, wrong y'all. Yeah, I was like, yo, I just had to go do research. Like, let me see what his numbers look like. Let me see what he. No, like, you, you don't have to go all that. I, I got an easier. I got an easier. Yo, Tim, the cat's Tim, in the hall KG of and Kobe just went in. We've seen every minute of these dudes' careers from the start when they were. Yeah, like, oh, this class, this they class of Hall of Famers, them dudes are younger than us. That's what did it for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yeah. y'all old. Because that last class was like, wait, was it one in between that, or was Kobe and Tim and KG the last one? I Wasn't think it? they were the last one. Was it another no, one? It, one? No, it was another one in between been, that. It, Who was Chris yeah, Bosh? It, it was kind of weak. It was kind of weak though, wasn't it? it was yeah, it was though. like the Bosh yeah, class. Yeah, weak. That's we why definitely we don't remember Chris Bosh. Like Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan was the last people that were like our age. <laughs> From from them from them on, yeah, like B said, like yeah, like yeah. So yeah. It, that last class must have been kind of kind of weak. Cause I don't even remember who was on. Oh, I remember Chris Bosh. That's all I remember. Let me Paul see. Pierce was it? Paul that Pierce was, was he? Twenty. The truth. All right, let me see. Class of twenty yeah. twenty twenty two was. One of them Jones they kind of skipped because of COVID and did the joint late. They did the KG Kobe class late, at least the ceremony they did late because of COVID. Yeah, who are these? Yeah, I, I think, think George, oh, George Carl. So oh, Tim Hardaway got in? Where? I don't, remember. I don't even remember that. I think I, I think we skipped the class. <laughs> yeah, 2022 with uh, Hardaway, Manu Ginobili, Swing Cat, Damn. Bob Huggins, Del Harris, Lindsey Whalen. Yeah, this is George Carl. Like, so, yeah. that, so that's not even the Bosch class. He was before them. Or was yeah, Bosch in there with AG in them? Damn, they put my girl Swing in. Swing can get some cash. <laughs> ah, I see what you do there. Bars. Yeah, this, 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 uh, this class is mid. Like, yo, Manu Ginobili. Like, never mind. Let me shut up. <laughs> international Drew. All right, well, yo, international Drew. Yo, Jimmy, it's going to be hard to argue, Manu, because I, I know where you're going, brother. But, yo, uh, NBA, players act like, <clears throat> NBA players act like Manu is all of that in a bag of chips. Like, they, they talk about Manu like 
Like, like he that's just cause, that's because that's because of colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you know, it. Remember, in Olympic play, in Olympic play, they used to talk about Manu like he was God, and, and they and then they beat then they beat the U.S. with Manu and them. Yep. Yeah. I I got a question <laughs> for y'all, and Jimmy, we already kind of talked about it, so I, I'll start off asking B's opinion on this one. Um, this is a, a HOF FOH. Type or, or FOH type of conversation and surrounding um, Paul George. B. Austin, do you think Paul George right now, not, you know, what he might do in the future or what you think Paul George right now is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Huh? Yes. All right, so let me ask you this then. Do you think Paul George has had a better career than Grant Hill and or Tracy McGrady? Definitely not Tracy. Uh, possibly Grant if you take the totality of their careers. Like okay. statistically. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish this thing. Uh, I'm going to find statistic, why. Statistically, Paul George, when he's not playing like George Paul, Yo, dude is dude's numbers are 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 crazy. So I I get why he's kinda on the fence. Um I'm kinda like you, Dev, in a sense I have a bias towards highly skilled players and, and you know, machine pistols. And he's a little bit of both like when you when you stand by dude like he's legit, legit six eight, but when he plays he don't even look like he's 6'8", not because he comes up small in the playoffs, but because, like, the way he handles and skills. his yeah. physical, like, movement, like, looks like a 6'3", 6'4", guard when he plays, but, like, he's 6'8". Um, and I think statistically, yo, like, dude, yo, dude, dude's 26.4 and 3.6, like, yo, that's on the cusp. For me, numbers wise, but yo, they left smiling Joe in like eighteen two and two. All right, well let me let me let me tell you why I asked. I saw a post this morning that said it had the three of them next to each other. The three guys I just asked you about. It said Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady were both first ballot Hall of Famers, and neither ever led their teams out the first round as the best player. Paul George led the Pacers to the conference finals and the Clippers to the conf- to their first conference finals in Kawhi's absence. And then Dude said that was his opinion. He said there's no way that Hill and T Mac are Hall of Famers and PG isn't. Paul George is a lock. Now, besides you, you already know the stats because you already said you know the 26 and four. All three of them were seven-time All Stars, and yeah. we know Paul George is probably going to surpass that because he still got years left. Um, Grant Hill was five times All NBA. Tracy McGrady was seven times All NBA. Paul George has been six times All-NBA, but neither Grant nor Tracy McGrady have ever been on an All-NBA team. and I mean, All-NBA defensive team. And Paul George has been on four of them. So the comparison between these guys were, okay, these dudes have never led anybody out of the first round. He's been to the conference finals twice as the leader. They're all equal with all-star appearances. 
all around the same number with all NBA appearances, but dude adds that other, you know, portion of the game, which is defense. He's always been considered one of the best defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so it even got me to thinking, because y'all know I've always been Paul George's agent. So I'm like, yeah. you know, because if, if you'd asked me the question, I probably would have been like a little bit on the fence too, but some of these little nuggets in here, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. And, and y'all know I'm a Tracy McGrady fan too, and I'm even arguing yeah. y'all when y'all telling me he ain't what he's supposed to be. But it is true. Yeah, like, he's never led a team out of the first round. Grant Hill, on the other hand, I don't really – I mean, he was having issues with that when he was healthy and in his prime. But we all know his what he was and what he should have been got cut off by injuries. So Grant, I kind of – you know, it's, it's always difficult because for me, I was on the fence of whether Grant Hill had done enough to get into the Hall of Fame anyway, even though – in his first few the, years in the league, he was damn near top five player already. And that, and, that, and, that, and see, and that's where I was going with the argument because I even even when mm-hmm. he's saying that in totality, right? Because even in totality, you got to look at their college careers. Like, so I know that the Bulls played like Fresno. Grant Hill is a college legend. Like, he he. I mean, and I think that helped get him in. Like T Mac didn't. Even yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, so so you got to add that to Grant's story, and then the, you know my whole criteria of telling the story. Like, PG, from a talent standpoint and a skill standpoint, it, I was telling Dev earlier, I was like, he's so skilled that I kind of think he underachieves because of how skilled he is. Um, Yo, you, you talking about Grant? No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm – talk, I'm sorry. I'm talking Paul about George. PG when I say how, how skilled he is. Because he's probably PG is so skilled that I think that he possibly underachieves because of the level of skill I, he has. I agree. And I agree, but, but only on we're going to look at Raymond that. Allen. But even only, tall, and, and, he, and, he, and he hit the side of the backboard too. So we got to talk about that too. <laughs> Damn Um. So so with Grant Hill, I'll be honest. I really don't do too much way in a college in, in my decision making unless you was that dude. And I know Grant Hill was that dude in college. Yeah, he was that dude. He was that dude. When I look at Grant Hill's numbers. Yo, he gets too close to Robert Ory's levels. Like, <laughs> yo, what, did, what, did, what was Grant Hill's final numbers? What? That's this, because that's because Grant right, was Timothy in the first few years in the league, man. Yeah, yeah he was giving like, Mike and Scotty problems. Back, yeah, he came back as a, a defensive stopper and like you know a, a, right. that kind of guy. Like he his prime, but in his prime, like it ain't, it ain't like never stopped year, nobody. I ain't understand that either. Yo, he was like a top five for like one year in the league. And I've I've witnessed, I watched a game, right, where where he gave Mike and Scotty everything they wanted. Every, they neither yeah. one of them neither none of them could guard him. It it was it was a couple games like that. Um Grant Hill Grant Hill career is sixteen point seven, six and four. Oh, so he, he was on now, his, he ended up on his like his Iggy and and yeah. Joe Dumars. T Mac, T Mac is actually. I mean, so did T Mac. T Mac numbers fell because of his late I, years too, though. I, I know T Mac and his, is and his early years. Remember his, you know, his early yeah. years as a high school. Yeah, but see, that, his but that's late the thing, though, like, sticking around too much. And I know you don't take college because of the early years. But I, why I, Kobe I, don't average like thirty because of them early years? I watch, I watch Grant Hill like go good the Fab Five. He 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 cut their water off. Like I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> he turned their lights out. 
Turn the lights out. Yo. Yo, interesting. Yo. Yo. Ironic. Yo. They're from Michigan. Got their water cut. Yo. T-Mac from 2008. Yo, T-Mac stole money from 2008 to 2011. Golly. He fell off. He was another one, though, where he had injuries that kind of derailed his career, but he never wanted to act like that was the case. So we still, we had to hold you to a higher standard. Like, I know, you know, I know, he, ain't got nothing, I know he ain't got nothing to do with the conversation, but I feel like, <clears> and I, I'm on an island with this one, I feel like if, if Brandon Roy get hurt, he would better than all of them. You ain't on no <laughs> island. What? Brandon Roy, yo, Brandon Roy would have, Brandon Roy. He was nice. I don't been, know about better than all of them, but. No, yo, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, yo, uh, Brandon, Brandon Roy, Roy was that guy. He was on his Brandon way. Roy would have challenged the bull that just went in the hall that I, I chose not to talk about his fatherhood and, and his fathership skills. Um, he would have challenged him for like third or fourth best two guards ever, I think. Brandon Roy was that deal, man. And Brandon Roy's kids would have been transgender. All right, wow. so it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> B always got messed it up. All right, so um Wally Zerbiak. For some reason, Wally Wally Zerbiak is Bum one of the it. studios twos for the New York Knicks. So they were um basically breaking down the highlights from the Knicks versus Pacers game the other night. And out of the blue when they came to the end of the game when um uh Tyrese Halliburton uh, shot a shot and missed towards the end of the game. Bama went at his neck, and and this is what he said. Let me let me quote this. Uh, I'm having some issues here. Um, me, like I me. said, he's 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 an MSG analyst, but he said, "Mr. Supposed Wannabe Fake All Star with the big miss there, last chance down three points for the wannabe All Star. He's in his second year. He's a very good player, but he's not going to make the All Star team. Like, what the hell did that have to do?" With what happened Yo, in those highlights Wally, and Wally, him taking Wally that shot, like in, what was that about? Sounded Wally personal. Walked to me. In, Wally walked in on Tyrese Halliburton popping his chick or a chick that he liked. Yeah, he was, 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 was saying the same thing. Like Wally must be married to a Larsa. He must be married to a Larsa, and 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 the boy Tyrese must have ruined his future or something. Like, I like what? Like what did that? But why do you? I understand. And and what's the name went at his neck? Uh, Matt Barnes went at his neck. And I just you know I, I kind of agree with what he was saying. Ex players are analysts now. It's your job to critique, but why make it that personal? I mean, once in a while you got Charles Barkley and Shaq and them calling people idiots and stuff like that. But you know, besides Shaq and Dwight Howard, like I've never just seen it get like this for no reason. And a lot of the stuff they do is just to show you. We're Hall of Famers, so, you know, we're going to talk down to dudes a little bit. And you kind of understand that more, even though once in a while they take it overboard. This just came out of the blue. Want to be fake all-star? Like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't understand it, I man. Don't, did y'all, I don't, did you, Jim, you actually heard the comments, like how he said it? Yeah, and it was it was a lot of vitriol. That's why I said the like Halliburton had to like you know put some glaze on his, his young lady's yams or something like he shot her club yeah. up because he he that was it was like for what why are you that why are you that angry at a random regular season game like he was mad 
there was like a random Tuesday night game, Knicks and Pacers. Like, I mean, we've talked about it earlier in the season. I think all that noise has started to die down. The, you know, when you talk MVP conversation, you got to talk Halliburton. I mean, I knew that wouldn't last more than like six days, but, but damn, like I didn't have nothing against him where I'm like, <laughs> the wannabe fake MVP, wannabe All Star. I think I think coaches are going to vote him into the All Star game, whether they were or not. They're going to vote him in just because of Wiley now. So Wiley just gave him a spot, <laughs> just so they yo, can show Wiley he, yo, he his his yo, words Wiley, hold no weight in this I think, world. Yeah, I think I think either that either it is something to do with a young lady or Wiley had like a prop bet in it on like on on Fanduel or something like. You know what I mean? Like Wally was wilding. Mm-hmm. So Wally. He, yeah, he probably got personal with a bet, and now that yeah, he's trending Brunson. towards he was him not being Brunson to go. in those conversations, now he all uh, yeah, I, I just didn't get it though. Ali Zerbiak was on one. Um, of course, he since apologized after he saw how much uproar it caused. Um, Halliburton himself, when he was asked by uh, Taylor Rooks, he said. He had a lot to say about me. I was really questioning at first, like, who is this? And why is he talking about me like this? I don't know if I ever came out and said, I want to be an all-star this year. Then he said, please vote for me. I think he was just excited about a Knicks win, and that got him going. But he's just doing whatever he can to get attention. That's just the media these days. He also said, I know the name Wally Zerbiak, but I couldn't tell you where he played. I couldn't tell you what he did as a basketball player. I don't know. He had a lot to say about me. I mean, in all actuality, Wally was actually a one-time NBA All-Star in the 2000-2001 season. But um, Wally, yeah. Wally, Wally put up light numbers. I mean, he was he was. No, a, Wally was a no Ricky bum. Davis. Wally was no bum. No, I mean, bum at all. like Matt Barnes came at his neck, called him a bum ass dude. But I mean, Wally Zerbag was better than Matt Barnes. Probably was better than Stephen Jackson. That's a funny thing. Yeah. Like Wally's better than all of these dudes that's coming at his neck, but. I still don't understand why Yo, he felt the need on television real quick, to come at ball. In the um the group chat, we got some comments. Casey Max says, uh, Eva Longoria was the uh, the chick that Tony Parker was married to. Um, yeah, Tobias says that he, he wondered if Tony Parker smashed Larsa Pimpin. Um, Casey Max says, if ben, uh, ben Wallace is in, then Chauncey should get in. Um, does Paul nah, get in? That? He, uh, Casey Max. I mean, because I, I think Ben Wallace, I, you know, I, I can jokingly be on my Wally John like Ben Wallace trash, but but I but there's a reason why he got in. When you make, when you have as many Defensive Player of the Year awards as he did, then you have to make a case for that. You know what I'm saying? So and also, as much as I know that Ben um, Wallace wasn't much in the way of a skilled basketball player, you kind of understand why he was a candidate in the first place because he had his niche. And he was great at it. I don't. Think, so, I think he's looking at it like, well, he's in, but Chauncey was better on the Pistons with him. I don't think you can look at it without that context. Ben Ben Wallace was better at what Ben Wallace did than Chauncey was at what Chauncey did. Yeah. All right. Even Casey though, even though I tell you, I think Ben Wallace was a little overrated at what he did. I, I know yeah. big dudes that play with their back to the basket cook Ben Wallace. And it didn't have to be real Shaq. Quick, real quick, I want to get this other comment in real fast Derek from Casey Mack. He says, "Other than anybody, he says, uh, does Paul Gasol get in if he wasn't a Laker? Probably not, because he wanted to. 
I mean, it depends on where he was. But if we're just talking, if if the hypothetical was if he was just a grizzly for his whole career, probably not. Probably not. Mm. Because as a grizzly, he wasn't any better than Sharif Abdul-Rahim. But then when you put him in a situation where he can win titles, then you ascend to a whole different level. How I think it's about, about how Y'all think if if if, if Kobe would have got Sharif Abdul Rahim over on the Lakers, that they probably could have done the same thing and history would have been rewritten for Sharif? No, see, this is the thing, though. Just a foot When we talk about, like, <laughs> going back to our earlier conversation about some of these brands, when you achieve with some of these brands, like, it does matter, right? Like, if you're, if you're a stealer and you're all-time great, you're going to get a different look than if you play for the Jaguars. You know no, like, but that's why he said if he was never a Laker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, no. So I, but, but to his point, that's part of the game. It is what it is. Like, t- tell these other teams to set their branding up. <laughs> right, right. Maybe Ja stepped the Grizzly brand up. Nah, Ja be out of there in a couple yo, years. Ja, 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 <laughs> won everybody to hate him, yo. Yo, have y'all seen the Grizzlies when they come out to play, yo? Mm-hmm. Doing the little. I've seen it. Yeah, they got this. <laughs> what's wrong? They really man, act man. like yo, they're like awesome. the three-time defending champs. The way they be. Yo, all you cocky can't tell them that they ain't been. Yo, they've been there before, yo. We've been there be before. Awesome. I don't know if you've seen We've this. Like, this but in the games when the Grizzlies come out, they all get together like and like do this like group dance as they walk out like like a. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a. It's like they uh, coming out for war or something. Because uh, in the dance, uh, it's like a. Yeah. Is that the one where AB said that was his dance or something like that? Oh, that wasn't a whole different joint. That wasn't that wasn't a okay. joint. They were celebrating, making, but like every right. game, every game when they come out, they like get together in like a little group and they like walk out together, like they 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 about to go uh, fight a war or something. It's, it's it's just this thing they do, and I guess you know, I guess they're a tight knit bunch. And, and them comments, I heard the comments he made this week. They asked, yeah, yo, like, yo, what team you got? You think you got to go through? He's like the Celtics. They like the Celtics, but what about in the West? He's like, nah. He's like, no, I'm we good. got that. He's like, we, yeah. He's yo, like, I'm yo, good. Yo, in the West. Yo, he's like, he yo, said, I'm good. Like, I blame Chief for this, yo. I blame Yo, Chief. but when you think about it, if the Warriors aren't healthy, he might be right. Because <laughs> Phoenix falling by the wayside. The Lakers, the, you know, the, the Anthony Davis is not going to make it through the next. Overrated ass. Yo, Anthony, yo. Anthony Davis twisted his ankle in the air. I've, like, in the I've never air. seen it before. He did it in the yo. air. Yo, your bones and ligaments got to be fragile if you can roll your shit <laughs> when it's not on anything. It's <laughs> not on anything, yo. How do you roll your ankle well, when it touch anything? The young boy, the young boy TikTok he jumped was and like, his ankle just job, job. Young boy said, young boy TikTok said, job of the chill because if, if, if uh, the Pelicans – you know, offer something to Zion like a donut at the end of the road, they might oh, be in trouble. I was about to say, they might be the only comp. They coming up. But, you know, it's Dog, like they Zion stay healthy. But we, but we knew that, though. When we watched them play in the playoffs last year, you was like, we all said, like, yo, they had Zion with, like, what they did, like, with Popeye mm-hmm. coming into his own, with the coaching they got. <laughs> so we, we knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's crazy. These two young teams might be what it's about in the West. Uh, come yeah, it's, it's unfortunate come for the June. two best teams to be in Memphis and New Orleans. Like that's like unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two flyover cities, huh? I mean, at least, at least nah. New Orleans got, got New Orleans got 
Yeah, they got grub and titties. I mean, <laughs> you go to New Orleans in February, you're going to see some titties. So, you know, they got something. Yo, Memphis got some food, too, though. Memphis food is lit. Yo, I, I yeah, they Memphis. got some, they got some barbecue down in they got the blackest city in the world. But, and then they got a bunch of dudes who don't speak English. But, yo. Yo. <laughs> what language were they speaking? <laughs> yeah, but that team is tough, though. That that Central tough, African dialects. That team is tough. Let me have it. Yo, they speak like Baltimore mixed Mississippi. How do you mix Baltimore and Mississippi? Yo, they sound like Baltimore. Baltimore. All right, so... On a rennet can. On a rennet can. In the in the NFL, man, uh, B. Austin's favorite quarterback injured his shoulder in a in a tight game against the Chicago Bears. Um, so Jalen Hurts, looking at this point, and it wasn't like the like it was it was up and down all week. Um, looking like now he's going to sit out the Cowboys game on Saturday, and and Gardner Minshew is going to get his first start of the season. And let me tell y'all, I had a a, a hot take that was like growing in my head, Paul's, um, for much of the week. Now I had thought like, this is probably one of those things because when it first came out, you didn't hear it. Like there were no, it still hasn't been a lot of details about the injury. You know what I'm saying? How severe the injury was. It was just that there was an injury. There was a shoulder sprain. Wasn't much to it. So I was, I started to think this might be the Eagles you know, leaking something, throwing it out there, having everybody run with it and make their own uh, conclusions about it. So Jalen could come, say the right things, still end up playing, and that further, it it kind of further pushes along his, his identity and his reputation as a tough guy who's just about winning and he's a leader, leading by example. I really thought this might have been an opportunity for them to play some games with the media and build on his MVP candidacy. And it started to look that way. After I thought about that, he came out saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to play. You know, it's, it's, it's not much, this and that, looking like the tough guy, looking like the leader. But today – they're saying, okay, it's probably going to be Gardner Minshew. He's probably going to sit out. So so what are y'all thoughts on this whole thing? Do y'all think so, he's sitting out because the injury is severe enough for him to sit out? Or is it one of those things where, okay, it's enough to make him sit out because you want to keep him healthy um, before the playoffs start? I think like, that LeBron and Maverick – I think that LeBron and Maverick Carter's media team are in direct contact with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Um, they've handed him the playbook, and he's going to sign with Clutch very, very, very soon because everything Bull does to me is contrived, everything. I think he knew that he wasn't going to play. He comes to the podium. He says, I'm definitely going to play. Now when he doesn't, it looks it like, looks the, like Eagles held the Eagles sat him down when he was trying to fight. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's another way to look at it. It wasn't me. Man. I wanted to go. But you know, this is all. This is this is to me. This is all distraction from the fact that they coach 
while this team is 12 and 1 is, is running, running the ball with his quarterback um and, uh, against the Bears instead of using his running back. Yo, he gave Miles Sanders like 10 11 carries something like that. But yeah, you're running no, the ball. And I got a million witnesses. I got a million witnesses that I've been complaining about this in weeks prior and I complained about it a lot in that Chicago game leading up to the injury because a lot of people that I heard, I've spoken to I heard you say this week. I heard yeah, you say they wasn't even scrambles. He's running the hurt. Like, no, I've been telling y'all for weeks that he's going to get hurt. I've even been saying for weeks, chill with all the quarterback sneaks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, like, the line, we can get that regardless. Even if you want to put a running back under there to take the snap and do it, y'all got to chill with all these quarterback sneaks because as the Eagles keep going through the season, the way that they're going, uh, you know, just beating everybody, as he becomes an MVP candidate, people are going to start taking cheap shots in that, in the, down in that pile. People are going to be jumping on top of the pile, and just some freak accident is going to happen just on the quarterback sneaks. Now, as far as him running with the, the RPOs, and I kept saying, yo, he's taking too many hits. People are like, oh, he's tough. He, bit, he, he squats 600 pounds. That's all people want to talk about. Okay, that thing going to stop you from getting injured. And then look at this. In a meaningless-ass meaningless game against a meaningless-ass team, he gets tackled, hurts his shoulder. I don't want to say I told you so because this is my quarterback. We having the best season we've had, you know, in, in some years now. I want to see it go to where it can go at full strength. But now we're in this situation. Yo, I just don't understand it. Like, like, yo, why are you running design? Like, why are you running design plays like this in this meaningless game? Give the running back yo, the ball. When you when your running back averaged like seven yards a carry, damn near every game. It's it's, yo, it's, it's, it's I, weird to I, me. I know. And, and it's not just the call it's the RPOs, too, because some of those are on him because he makes yo. the decision to keep the ball. You have yo, to save yo, him from yo. himself. Yo, Jimmy, I, ain't gonna I, know, I know Sirianni, and I do agree. I promise you, I promise you, I put 70% of this on, on, on Jalen. Jalen. Jalen understands where he can get the glory and the love from, and he relishes that dual threat situation because even though he's worked on his passing and it looks a lot better. It has him in the MVP. It has him as the front runner for the MVP. Yo, yo, but but the glory because of the way that offense is set up, he doesn't throw for a lot of touchdowns. He doesn't throw the splash plays that will keep him in the MVP race. His legs do. Boy, boy, glory hunter, yo. He a glory hunter. Well, we used to say that last season when, I mean, he was fighting for his job last season. So it's like we get down low and they call RPO. I'm scoring. I don't know if y'all noticed this when analysts talk about him, even the ones who are on his side, like for this MVP race, for some reason, and 22 is a decent amount of touchdown passes. But every time they talk about him, they talk about his total touchdowns. It's because usually, shoot, until last week, um, and the week before when he had – not even last week, the week before when he had several touchdowns that got him the 22 touchdown passes, you know, he, he was hovering in the teens, and everybody else in that conversation have way more touchdown passes. So when it came to him, they would always talk about total touchdowns and, and not this, touchdown passes. Oh, it kind of like they were kind of grading him on the curve, kind of moving the goalposts a little bit for him. But it's fine. Like, he's figured it out. This is what I have to do, and I think he's like – I'm in a position here where the Eagles are going to have to pay me next year. If I get the damn MVP, 
Come on. Like they're gonna have to pay me. Like they, we're gonna have to beat out the last contract that that was that was signed. So it's not like I don't understand the glory hunting right now, but I ain't mad at the glory while hunting. While you're listen, giving him, listen, right, thing, that's right. what I'm saying. While you're giving him seventy percent, you gotta stop. You have to save him from himself. When you get in certain positions, so, chill with the RPO and just hand that shit off because he's not gonna do it. So you have to save him from himself. Why wouldn't he want to get the glory? I mean, it is Yo, what it is. I, all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. Your man Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> won one Super Bowl and got an MVP, and he got 450 M's. So, <laughs> they were so, like, let me go ahead and get this, and I'll hand you all the ball next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, Miles is eating this year, though. Miles got 10 touchdowns. Last year, I don't think he scored. <laughs> like, last year, Miles barely scored. So, Miles ain't going to really complain. Yeah. Because it's better than it was last year, but if you leave it in his hands, a lot of the times when when a when a touchdown is involved, he ain't giving that up. Yo, Miles ain't been the same since he cut his jaw off, so we gotta bring her back. <laughs> yeah. So so so, what do y'all Yo. think the chances are? What what do y'all think the chances are of them still winning this game? Because the game, it 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 kind of took a step back when the Cowboys lost to uh, the Jags because had they won that game, you would be going into this game still with a chance to win the NFC East. The Eagles just need one win. Their magic number is one, whether it's against the Cowboys or not. One game, they win the NFC East. One game, they win the number one seed in in the NFC period. Do you think with Gardner Minshew as quarterback this week against the, you know, Dallas Cowboys team who, you know, people like to crown a little early in seasons, do you think they can still, you know, come out and win this yeah, game? Yeah, listen, Gardner, Gardner ain't no, ain't no band. That's the first thing, yeah. right? The yeah. I thing is, Gardner, I'm coming to the better backups in the league. I'm coming to the realization in the NFL, right, especially now with them adding an extra week. Yeah, yo, you almost need two quarterbacks in the league. Not that, not that you need two elite quarterbacks, but you need a second quarterback like a Gardner Minshew or even the dude the Cowboys got. Or you can't have no – you're not back in the or day. Nikki, if your number one Nikki quarterback Holmes. went down, it was like, yo, we just going to run the ball with our backup. Like, you need somebody that can throw the ball. Right, because I still, I still foresee them throwing the ball at least 24 times this week. Absolutely. You ain't going to get a – a Gardner ain't RPOing out there. Yeah, y'all know yeah. Gardner Minshew no, has a listen. forty to twelve touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. He yeah, got listen, forty touchdowns and twelve picks in his at, in his career. At the so beginning, I can see why he'd be mad that people don't be wanting to give him a chance as a starter. But to me, he at the beginning of last year, the beginning of last season, I was lobbying for for the boy with the mustache to actually start. Like I, 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 I was on the Gardner Minshew train, like yo. Get this week on noodle noodle arm boy out of here. Put Garner no. in. Let's go. You know, let's go get some. Let's go if get You want to win? Put Garner in. If you want to win? <laughs> let, put Garner. let Garner spin. Yeah, yeah. Garner, let, let Garner, Garner look like Garner be out there yeah, looking like Ted Lasso. I'm like a proud obviously Pat. I can't be any more more proud of the boy Jalen Hurts. No, for no, no. Of course, that he made. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, you know, I still then, take issue with the fans that act like you can't, like it, like it can't be both ways. Like he could be what pe- people said he was last year, and can be what he he is this year. Like I said, a lot of that came with preparation and study. 
because when I look at it, and people people think it's different too. They're like, we told y'all he had a strong. No, you look if you watch him play, he still doesn't have a strong arm. That's not when you're this age. Like that, that is what it is. And we said that even back then. We was like, well, you don't really need that. You, you know, Drew Brees didn't have it. Joe Montana didn't have it. Cats like that didn't necessarily have it. They just knew how to make it a non-factor. And the way he was throwing the ball last season, he didn't make it a non-factor. Like he wanted on deep balls, he wanted to wait until the receiver was down the field before he let it go. No, you don't have that. Now he's letting it go earlier, letting his receivers run under it, especially since he got a, the receiving core that he has. You can do that. You know, with a lot of study and a lot of preparation, I think he made great strides. But even when he's throwing, he's throwing pretty accurate to receivers on the move, crossing and all that kind of stuff. But even oh. in those situations, like the ball is not on a laser. It's not on a rope. So that, that all comes into play when we talk about arm strength. But this season, and hopefully he can continue to do that at the end of the season, into the playoffs, in the next season, show you that he's worked around that. Like people still gonna argue, oh, you wrong. He, he he's worked around that, and I'm 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 glad to see it. I'm proud to see it. I also think we can win this game um, with 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 Garner Minshew. Like for me, it's, it's one of those things. Like when Carson Wentz got hurt, like. Y'all know me. I never that season said we were going to the Super Bowl. I had no clue that we were going to the Super Bowl. But my exact words when that happened, because, you know, I had a lot of Commandos fans. They weren't Commandos back then. A lot of Commandos fans that I know in the area. Oh, y'all done now. Y'all done. My exact words, and I said it on the air, too. I was like, I think, like, I don't, I don't we're not done. I think we're going to do whatever we were going to do before. We're going to do that with Nick Foles. If we were going out in the first round, you know, whatever was ordained for it, it's going to happen. It's not going to be anything different. Even though Carson Wentz was the front runner for MVP, the team was so good that season. It's like Nick Foles is good enough to keep us doing whatever it is we were going to do. And I, and I got the same thoughts with, with Minshew coming in. My only question to y'all about that is because I heard a lot of people saying, well, some, well, some people said, okay, Jalen Hurts is my front runner for MVP. If he misses the next three games and gives Mahomes, Allen, Burroughs a chance to do something with those three games that he can't defend, then I might change my mind. Then I heard another side of people say, he's my MVP going into this week, and I don't think there's anything that can change it, no matter if he misses a game. My question to y'all, and even if, you know, anybody's in that mindset, if Gardner Minshew comes in and they destroy the Cowboys, and it wasn't like he was just along for the ride, like he's a part of that destruction, and if they decide to sit Jalen some more and they keep winning, do y'all think that hurts his case at MVP? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think two things. Number one, I think there's a bull out there, light-skinned bull, loves Miss Piggy, Kermit D. Frog. If he puts up major, major numbers, which it's likely he will continue, that in and of itself precludes Hurts from just being a shoe-in for the, for the award, that, that alone. Now, if there, there is an argument, and, and I actually tend to agree, 
with that argument a little bit. I think the bull deserves to be where he is in consideration for the MVP. Cool with that. However, however, he is functioning with a major, major roster. Did y'all know all five, all five starters from the O-line are in the Pro Bowl and two backups? First time, I think it's first time in history. All yeah, I did. I did. I did see that. Yo, can y'all hear me now? Yeah, we can. now we can. I was talking I like five minutes. Bears. I don't know where where I where I cut off at. We, we didn't hear nothing. But I think the Bull benefits a major, major stack roster and team. Doesn't mean he hasn't gotten better. Doesn't mean that he isn't on his way to greatness. But I think that factors in for me in terms of what I consider my most valuable player because I believe you can take Hurts out of that out of that lineup as well as he's playing and I believe you still have a playoff team and maybe a contender. Is he better than Garner? Of course. That so, for me weighs in. I think if you take so that, Patrick Mahomes but I, I, off I think Kansas that City, Kansas City plummet to nuts to a, to Bolivia. But go ahead. I don't know about that dog. I don't know about that. Because listen, Andy dog, yo, a, yo, Andy don't get enough credit. Because Andy I don't want to say the wrong thing, right? Because sometimes even even Patty Mahomes be doing some drawing stuff, man. But Andy puts him in a position, as Andy would tell you. I put got to put my guys in a position to win the game. I look at some of his, like, the way he lays out his face. Like, the fact that Kelsey is always running wide open bothers me until I, like, watch the, um, you know, some of the YouTube jumps where they break down the film. Kelsey is always wide open because of Andy's like designs. Not even the play that his designs are second to none. Andy, Andy, the goat, yo, right now in terms of these dudes, like his designs are second to literally nobody. And I say that to say that if, that. if the ball wasn't there, they would take a step back because he's clearly talented. But I don't know. I don't even know who their backup is. But I think that they would still possibly make the playoffs. Like honestly, like because of Andy. And they got weapons everywhere too. Let's not get it twisted. Like they don't have weapons too. There was there was talks a couple of weeks ago before he fumbled and lost in the game that Travis Kelsey should be in the MVP race, which I found funny that a tight end would be in the MVP race. But that's either here or there. Um, no, Bull got outside, weapons, but, outside, but their defense their defense is astastic. I mean, the defense is, but their defense is kind of like built similar to how the Colts were. Their defense is built. When they get up on folks, they, they pass rush. But my point is this, though. Outside of uh, Patty Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, who else is in the MVP conversation, right? Joe Burrow. Because if you're, in the M- if you're in the MVP conversation, then you have folks around you. Like, So it's kind of hard to, like, and I understand what you're saying, and I'm, I, don't, I don't completely disagree with you. Yeah. Um, I just think I that. I don't know if Cincinnati would be what they are without Joe Burrow. Um same for Buffalo and Josh Allen. I don't know if they would be with they Yeah, so you got you to mention them, too. You gotta mention them so too. that was my question that I was trying to ask y'all before I got uh, – for the tow truck came. Um, there were, there's some people that I've heard, um, you know, national pundits that I've heard that said that Jalen Hurts is their front runner for MVP. But they said if he misses this game, especially if it's a big game with the Cowboys, and if he happens to miss any of the next th- – you know, the last three – it could possibly give Mahomes, Burroughs, Josh Allen a chance to put up some signature moments and to surpass him. 
other people I've heard says, well, Jalen Hurts is my MVP candidate, and I don't think there's anything those guys can do to pass him. If he misses the next three games, I still think he's the MVP. Then I'm, I'm thinking now, like if Gardner Minshew leads this team past Dallas at this game that the whole league has been looking forward to for like 10 weeks, and, you know, if he doesn't play again and, and they keep winning, do y'all think that hurts his MVP candidacy? Because, yeah, cause I, I mean, for because me, I think, it's semantic. I think it depends on how people judge MVP. Because one of the dudes who said he's my MVP now and, no, and nobody can do anything about that, he admittedly said his criteria is best player on best team. And I, I think that's suspect in all sports. I, I, I don't think that's what most but valuable that, but that's players That's how a lot of it, it shows. But that's, that's how, how a lot, lot of it, it shows, yeah. So that's why he says Jalen Hurts is the best player on the Philadelphia Eagles, so I don't think there's anything that anybody can do to get the MVP. But what if Gardner Minshew goes in there and, and Teddy Bridgewater's it? He lights it up. <laughs> Shout out to Fred Purdue. Hey, yo. Um, Does that take away know, from man. his value? I don't know. What if, so so I always think about the opposite. What if he goes in there, stinks it up against the Cowboys, and the ball comes back, then, then, he's and they, then they win he again? Pushes, like, so, he pushes, yeah, pushes Jalen into the award. Yeah, <laughs> this might be the setup, too. It might be the setup for that. I don't know, man. I, th- I think t- like, too much is <laughs> Sirianni might award. mess around and, and, and set Minshew up like that. Call a terrible game. I, I hate the fact <laughs> that the MVP award has become basically like, what's the best quarterback of the year award? That's what it really is, the right. quarterback of the year. Right. But, but still, I think for most of that, still like best quarterback on the best team. Because as great as Jalen's playing, and he deserves his MVP consideration, he's not a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. So you have to give him his full a better body of work of with the, with the, you know, the yeah, but improvement, that's why I throwing, said quarterback of the, year. the not, rushing, not necessarily the best quarterback, the quarterback of the year. Right, just whatever you do, just quarterback. But Casey Max says that Justin Jefferson should get a vote. No, he shouldn't. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> I don't. He on his way to two stacks. <laughs> Yo, Justin Jefferson got like sixteen hundred, damn near seventeen hundred yards with three games left. They got three games left. Yeah, yeah. I take that back. He should be. He definitely should be in the race. Should Kirk Cousins be in the race? Damn. You like that? No. <laughs> he would like that. I like that. <laughs> Is that no B? Absolutely not. Why why is it a absolutely not though? Justin Jefferson um, can't cook if he ain't cooking. They eleven and three. For the, for the for the same reason I'm gonna go here with it. Oh man, this is kind of a slight to my man. For the same reason that you can take uh Dante Culpepper and supplant him with Randall Cunningham and we keep rolling. That's Randall Cunningham. It actually happened another way around, though. <laughs> That's Randall Cunningham, though. I know. Jack, like, I know. Planted him with Teddy Bridgewater. That's Randall Cunningham, though. Yo, yeah. the Vikings are 11-3. With three games to go, Bo got 3,800 yards, completing 65% of his passes, um, has 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a one – I'm trying to look for his – he has a 92 quarterback rating and a 51.6 QBR. Like, those numbers aren't – like, that's not going to be far behind anybody in this race. So how come he don't get the props? 
just asking. I'm not uh, saying I think he's I think he's, he's, I think he's Justin, like, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson dependent. Without him. I think he's Justin Jefferson dependent. And you could say what? that Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is, put these same I don't know numbers about that. I don't know about before that Justin Jefferson was even in the league. What are you talking about? But I'm gonna say I'm, the reason I say I don't know about that is because they got weapons everywhere too. Dalvin Cook catches right. the ball. They tight end is tough. And Adam Thielen ain't um you know he ain't no pushover either. So they got weapons everywhere. Yo, Kirk Cousins threw for over four thousand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of the last eight years. Jeff, Justin that's Jefferson. Why he be ringing, that's, that's why he be. Year. That's why he be banging him in the head for that chicken. <laughs> Two years ago, he threw thirty-five touchdowns, thirty-three last year. He's up to twenty-four now. Like Justin Jefferson wasn't in the league, so I'm not. I'm not making a case for Kirk. I'm just. This is me saying, okay, how much of that is both of them? But but I I don't I don't dis I don't disagree that Justin Jefferson should be a candidate. No, the Vikings the Vikings are having would, the Vikings would, are having a good season overall. Overall, right. they're having a good season. Um, they just are. Like, they're having Jefferson's a great come season. come in and made Thielen an afterthought. Thielen's still getting busy. That's the crazy bit, part. The crazy part is Thielen is not a pushover, but Justin Jefferson is, like, generational. That's why I was telling you all the other day in the chat. I was like, I'm sitting here thinking back. I'm like, yo, this poor Burrow was throwing to Justin Jefferson, had Jamar Chase on the other side, had <laughs> Donut Boy in the backfield. LSU team was loaded. I mean, but he got a he got a – a core now. <laughs> His was T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, boy, he got a nice little core now. But he nice, though. I ain't going to give him, like, I ain't going to be like, because of them, like, dude is another one who had to fight through a bad offensive line. Once he learned to get the ball out faster, you know, Burroughs is crazy. He, but, dog, crazy. but imagine having Justin Jefferson and Chase on, on opposite sides. <laughs> like, come on, right. cuz. Right. That's why LSU won the chip there, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm about to say that's, that's 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 exactly why they won the whole thing. Yo, but yeah, Thielen this season got 66 receptions for 686 yards with three games to go. So, you know, Kirk got some weapons out there. Yeah. All right. So, um, before we take a a, a call, real quick, let's just get this pick six out of the way, um, and. Starting with the Thursday night tilt, the Jags, who are trying to make a late-season push to get up into that playoff mix. Speaking of the Jags, your man, uh, Trevor Lawrence, is starting to look like him. <laughs> I've always seen the flashes, but just he's putting it together now. He's stringing you know, back-to-back-to-back games of looking like him instead of being inconsistent. The Jags are going in to face the Jets, who are pretty much going in the opposite direction. Even though the Jags are six and eight, the Jets are seven and seven. They look like the like team's going in opposite direction. So, who y'all got um, winning tonight and keeping their playoff hopes alive? Timothy, aka the Jags. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Doug. Like, damn, is Doug about to do this again? Come in and prove yeah. the team in their first year, make them contenders in their second year. Like the crazy part is when Doug got the job in Philly, the Philly media lambasted him. Like, yo, this is the wrong hire. He is not that guy. He has know what he's doing. Not only did he give win them their first Super Bowl ever, like if he does something similar with the trajectory of the Jacksonville Jaguars, people gonna have to start giving Doug his real props. I mean, not like he don't have a, a statue already, but he got to start getting his props, man. 
I got the Jags in this one as well. What you got, Jim? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Jags. All right, we got the New York Football Giants, um, who you know I told y'all early in the season. I tell y'all in the chat, like you know, just wait for it. At some point, you know, the Giants are gonna start being the Giants. So after that blazing start they had, you know, they're already down to eight, five, and one. Still, still fully alive in the playoff race. Um, but they're going to see the eleven and three Minnesota Vikings this Saturday at one p.m. Who y'all got in this one? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go. I mean, the Giants might be more of the desperate team right Vikings. now, but I'm gonna go to Vikings because they still got something to play for. If the Eagles lose out, <laughs> you know, the Vikings still still what, got a what chance. What time is this game? This is a 1 p.m. game, so it's Kirk. It's a one, oh, it's one o'clock, Kirk. The Vikings. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> Y'all like wrap? It's a wrap. All right, because in, in a in a tie, the Eagles still get the number one seed. But if the Eagles lose out and the Vikings win out, then you got a new number one seed sitting at the table. So they got a lot to play for here. Um, I'm, I got the Vikings. I got Kurt at, at 1 o'clock as well. Uh, next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, who might very well be the hottest team in the NFL right now, um, versus the Patriots, who lost last week on one of the more boneheaded plays that you will ever see. In, in, in the NFL, in the history of the NFL, um, didn't it didn't look Belichickian at all? But we got the uh, <laughs> that that play was crazy, yo! Um, and shout out to, to Skyview in the chat room because I can see the chat room now. Shout out to the Raiders getting lucky as hell um, in that game. But who y'all got? The ten and four Bengals, AFC champion, defending champion Bengals, with a seven and seven desperate to stay in the playoff mix, New England Patriots. Bengals. Jeez. I'm rolling with the Bengals because um, that's my quarterback. Burrow is my fantasy quarterback, and if I win this game, I go to the chip. So I'm I'm, I'm praying for the Bengals to do well this week. Yeah. Um, plus, I think it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy how they turn their season around. After the first couple of weeks, it was like, yo, they fell off, and <clears throat> that John was lucky last year. Now they on a roll. Yeah. I got um yeah it just took them a little while to rev up but after all that ten and four they still sitting near the top of the AFC and looking like a, a a candidate to possibly go back you know it's gonna be between Cincinnati Kansas City Buffalo and I don't know yet if Miami is in that mix but I think people want to put them in that mix but um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be nice in the AFC I got Cincinnati in this one as well I don't think New England is gonna stop that train. Um, Belichick just doesn't have the same team, doesn't even have the same coaching staffs to the level where we can say, well, after taking a loss like that, we know Belichick going to have them prepared and they're going to be ready. Now nah, I think Cincinnati going there and run away with this one. Yo, um, is it is it is it the talent or is Belichick losing a little bit of the edge? I mean, it's the, I think it's a lot of the, the talent, but I think it's a lot of the – I think it's a lot of cockiness, a lot of old school. I mean, he got a defensive dude as his offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I've yeah, been one in the past to argue against that as well because like, when you're a football mind, it probably doesn't matter. Like, remember I used to tell you all um, when they put – was it the Eagles? Who did they put 
as a defensive coordinator, and everybody was like, oh, you got this guy, a defensive coordinator, Castillo, because he used to be an offensive line coach. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, if you're a football mind, the offensive line coach has to know everything that the defense is doing, so why couldn't he coach defense? So it's the same thing. Like, I think most coordinators can go to the other side, but we're in an era where offenses have to be way more, like, creative and, and imaginative, and Matt Patricia just doesn't have that. He he coaches offense like a defensive coordinator. Like they're boring <laughs> and smash mouth, just doing things that, that has passed the game by already. So But that's what I'm saying. If you look at like their their coaching staff, like they've been depleted like they're across the league as head coaches. Right. Like, so right, I mean it's right. a lot of things. With all his success, all his coaches are gone. Um, his talent is gone. And and you know, I never was one to say to give Brady all the credit or give Belichick all the credit. Those dudes working together was something special because Belichick could do his, you know, his mind game thing and prepare the rest of the team to take away this from the other team. And he still had the quote unquote goat on the other side of the ball to take care of things over there. So, you know, you just don't have that. I think they need to be together working in unison. Like, Mac Jones is just not he not him. <laughs> so, it, it's, it's definitely a mixture of that stuff. Um, I think we all got the, the Bengals on that one. We got the Commandos fighting for their playoff life, 7-6-1, and one, going to see 10-4 and four San Francisco 49ers, who many people think are, if not the best team in the NFC, the best team in the league, despite their record because people just can't score on this team. So even with third-string quarterback Brock Purdy in the game, people are still just as confident about the 49ers as they've always been. Um, I see why, though, because I don't think either of their first two quarterbacks was anything special. So if you can win games with Trey Lance and and, and, and Jimmy G, you can pretty much win games with anybody. Um, so I got the San Francisco 49ers taking care of business in this one. Commandos had, you know, they had a nice story. They they battled, but it's over. Had a spark when they started. Yeah. Yeah. Not even. They had a spark yeah, I mean, in the middle. Niners, Niners. I mean, that's, that's, easy. In the middle. that's easy work. That's Niners. Easy work. Commodores nah. ain't got nothing for them? <laughs> nah. All right. Niners. Niners going to run that Lionel train on the Commodores. Y'all see it. <laughs> Y'all see it. All right, so we have uh, the big matchup of the week on Saturday at 425. The Philadelphia Eagles at 13-1 and one are going into uh, AT&T Stadium to see the 10-4 and four Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, the game doesn't have the same cachet that it had you know, had the Cowboys not blown that game to the Jags. But the Eagles, they definitely have something to play for, especially with an injured starting quarterback. If you can get this game out of the way, wrap up the division, wrap up the conference, then you don't care what happens the next two games. So who y'all got in this one? Boys. Boys. Yo, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. 
I'm going to limb, man. Y'all know I never pick the Eagles in situations like this. I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one, man. I think they're going to go in there and, and handle business and, and you know, be able to let people start to ramp it down a little bit for the next two weeks. I, I hope they don't because think... they're going to have a bye week as well. So I hope it's not a whole people just don't play. You, you miss three weeks. I, the re- only reason I pick the Cowboys is because they're home and because football. of how the game ended last week for both teams. Like, yeah, the I mean, if, if, the, if the Cowboys got any pride, they're going to be super up for this game, especially, you know, like you said, how they lost last week. They should be looking to destroy whoever comes into that building this week. But I just I just got, you know, I, I ain't on my whole Stephen A joint, but I just think, you know, people crowned them too early. They might, they just might not be as good as we thought they were. Even part, there was a part in the season where I thought, like, Cowboys might be better than us. And now I'm wavering on that. I don't know if I if I think that. Um, I do know one thing though: to to beat them, we're gonna have change. to put up some points. We're gonna have to put up some points to beat them. Like even when they lose, <laughs> they lose because the defense that was supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread at the beginning of the season be giving up like 35 and 40 points these days. So we definitely got a score to beat them. I got the birds in this one. All right, so this is when we lose when when I pick them. When we, we pick against them, they end up winning. Um, last but not least, because there's some implications on this one, we got the uh, Packers, the 6-8 and eight Packers going to see the 8-6 and six Miami Dolphins. I say there's some implications because the Packers have started to heat up a little bit. Um, I have to win out to even get a shot at this whole playoff thing, but Miami isn't in the greatest position right now. They're not looking like they've looked at certain points in the season. Do y'all think Green Bay can go down there and get a win and keep their hopes alive? No. No. I think they're going to get smacked. (laughs) Smith Act. Yo, ask me this two weeks ago, I'd probably say the same thing. But this is where we get back into that territory where, okay, I know he hasn't been the same dude this season. This is one of them joints where I'm like, all right, this is the situation where I don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't necessarily think they're going to win out and, and, and get into the playoffs, but I think they're going to win this week and make it interesting at the very least. I think they're going to win this week and make it interesting. interesting. No, I'm so saying, I got, saying, but every time I, I said it, Every time I said it this year, they stunk it up. So, you know, but, you know. Yeah, R-E-L-A-X didn't hit the same way this year as it has in, nah. in the past. Because we nah. tried the R-E-L-A-X, and they're like, damn, they got smacked again. Damn, they got smacked again. But as of late, you know what I mean, they're they looking pretty good. So I think I think they're going to at least keep hope alive, no Jesse, um, this week. All right, so before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the Grizz Nae, real quick. We're going to go to the phone line, take a quick call, and we do mean quick because we're about to load manage the, the rest of this show, but we got the homie you Tobias the on, the, on the line. Huh? You yeah, you an hour and a half, baby. You want to be lightning round over here. <laughs> hey, lightning round. That's what we do. But real quick, yeah. quote of the week. Man, hey, quote hey, of the week, and I'm I get Tobias in car, so I'm sitting in my car like Derrick Jackson right now, so I don't worry about lightning hitting me. <laughs> But, uh, All right, listen to this, because I know you got something to say about this quote of the week, too, Tobias. Quote of the week. Hopefully you ain't like James We Jordan. built this program on NIL and God's name, <laughs> image, and likeness. That is from 
<laughs> delusional Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney talking about his program. Yo, you know how many fire alarms went off when he said that and how many people jumped on social media to tell you they had proof that Clemson has been paying players for the past decade or so? Like, Dabo, just chill, man, because people are going to dig up receipts. No, I thought, I thought like that – I thought the quote was funny because was he said it. He like stepped, yeah, he stepped back and was smiling. Like I was like, yo, he was waiting to look. He, he had that bar. He was, he was sitting up one night, folded that bar, and was like, oh, I'm going to hurt him with this one. <laughs> yo, you know what? This I was I was listening to a show in the car earlier this week. I don't even know these dudes because I was, you know, I'd be trying new stuff because he's tired of the same old. And before, like recently, I haven't even listened to sports talk in like six years. But um, I was listening to somebody, and that dabble quote, uh, quote made them have a debate on who the cheesiest person in sports and the corniest person in sports were. These were white dudes that Russell were actually Wilson, using the word not corny. Not even close. That's what they, yeah. they was like, is it Dabo? Is it Russell Wilson? And I forgot who the third person was. But I did think, I think Russell. He's not even close. I think Russell did win their debate. Here's All one right, for up, you. Mm-hmm. I knew, if, here's one for you. I knew eventually there would be pay for play, but I did not know it would be like the NL, like it came about. The problem of all this is there is no consistency in rules. Uh, that's for Jimbo Fisher. He bought the recruiting class last year, <laughs> and half those guys bounced in the transfer portal. It just everybody's roasting him too. But uh, you know, one thing, what Alabama right has signed six of the top twenty players in the country. Twenty six of the twenty seven signed players are either four or five stars or only three stars a kicker. And we haven't had much luck with the kicker lately uh, in Alabama. But, uh, you know, thing is, right, I was t- y'all talking about this basketball stuff. One, I'm still on it. The Chicago Bulls need to blow it up, but they won't because Jerry oh Reinsdorf. Hey, Jerry <laughs> Reinsdorf is trying to uh, get that one game with home playoff revenue and its welfare check for not getting in luxury tax. Uh, Chicago but, Chicago been blowing it up since 98. Hey, they've been trying. Hey, these dudes are trying and still got the fifth worst record in the league. <laughs> That's the sad part about it. Uh, but hey, dudes are arguing. We talk, well, they did protect the pick this year. Dude, you don't do a top four protected pick. What's the point of protecting it then? Uh, but one yeah. thing I did say, earlier this year was the Lakers should have traded AD as soon as they could. Uh, because that's a sucker born every day. I'm not saying AD's a bad player, but when you injure and stuff, it's hard to count on you. And then with his feet, he got to get back in shape also. So And then it's a foot injury, so we have no idea how long it's going to be. How you know how it is with big guys and feet. And uh, and I think that everybody's saying, oh, you get this move, you get that move. And I'm thinking to myself, there ain't no move for these guys to be champion, get a championship. Sometimes you may only get one ring out the deal, out your little run. And that's it. Uh, but one thing I do got to say, because I know Dev rushing me because he act like he, he gonna be, you know, he be watching the game while he watching the kids play ball. You know, but he got yeah. the phone on. But, uh, I'm rushing you because I smell yeah. chicken. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the Bucks, right? I know y'all. I know y'all don't follow Bucks media like that, but it's funny how everybody. I said this: if Tom Bowles took that job, they are gonna blame you and Byron Leftwich for Tom Brady being ass. I was, it's funny <laughs> you know, as you say that because I actually do follow the Bucks media, but you know because we got a few Bucks fans in the chat, 
And I meant to talk to you about that yesterday. I was listening to somebody yesterday talk about how um, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. He's like, I just don't see a team around him that makes a difference. I'm like, damn, y'all really going to blame this on everybody but Tom Brady? <laughs> out there looking like a 45-year-old man. Like, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, damn, I was like, once you get to a certain level, man, people, no matter how you look, how old you get, People just ain't gonna let it. They ain't gonna let That's your name get paid in any way. Yeah, cause that's why I say when you get a quarterback, you want him to get to a level where they blame everybody else. They talk about play calling, but what about the four turnovers you had a consecutive possession? <laughs> you know, uh, that ain't play calling. It was people. You, you they call it a different play. play like, the fumble. Call it a different yeah. play. Yeah, you can't hand the ball off. Yeah. yeah, it ain't on time. And, and, they, and I'm like, the team is slow. The team is old. They've been in win now, Moses. They got there. He got there. And you know what's going to happen when you're in win now mode every year. Right. It's going to be at and, the end and, of the line. But that's, and, and the Rams are going through the same thing. They're just going through it. Like, they just fell off a cliff much faster than the, the Buccaneers did. Yeah. But like you said, when you get a Tom Brady, just like when you get a LeBron James, you're you got to win now. now. Yeah, you're in that win now mode. So you sell out to bring in every good veteran so you can make this run. But for the next few years, you, the team, all you're going to notice is the team getting old. The team's getting slow. Yeah, it, it, it is people are what it scared is of Brady now. leaving. And I'm like, it's scared of Brady leaving. I'm like, I'm yeah, packing his bags. You got a ring. Why are we banking <laughs> on a guy who'll be 46 next year? Let him go to right. San Francisco. You know, but one thing I'll say, and I know I got to run, but y'all thought Jalen Hurts the MVP. I know y'all didn't say I think Mahomes the MVP, but uh, but Jalen Hurts, what people got to get, I know the media because he got good PR, he's a good player, but when they get this guy $30, $40 million a year, he ain't going to have these players because it's a hard cap. And when they give you that bread, they expect you to be like a Mahomes or somebody like that when we don't have to have everything there. I'm not knocking them. I'm like, you maximize that while you can. The Eagles are doing the right thing by maximizing their chance to win yeah. while the QB's on a rookie uh, deal. I was just about to say that. That's the greatest thing the Eagles can do is win while he doesn't have that deal yet. And then it's like after that, yep. it's like, all right, whatever. Because you know, you, know guys, you, just, you just sent chills down my spine. Pause. I know this could be perceived as hating by our Philadelphia brethren. I think Jalen Hurts is maximizing his talent. I love the improvement. I do not see him as a QB that can carry a team. I don't see – he's not Lamar. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Patty. We take the – we, we make the cover. When, when, he, when he gets this MVP, he's going to be the highest paid player in the NFL. He's going to be mad as shit. <laughs> Hey, that offensive line is not you're, you're not gonna keep all those like, offensive hey, lines. Yeah, you're not gonna keep that's all. That's why you're like, like, not gonna be able to pay offensive linemen. Yeah, because you remember the Rams maximized. They got a Super Bowl with golf. We had to pay him. The Chiefs made us one of that Super Bowl with Mahomes was there. And it ain't no guarantee you go back because it is hard. And like that's why Buffalo's window may be closing because. Josh Allen got that bread. Are you going to be able to keep all these people? And so that's and just the Buffalo window already, guys? He cut the water off already. 
Yeah, say yeah, because you're you Buffalo window already. Once them quarterbacks yeah, get think, paid, think, then you got to win quickly. Because, <laughs> because what happens is, I think was uh, defensively hurts them because I don't think their defense is that hot. And, uh, and Josh Allen, you got to win now with him because he's going to get hurt. He's going to be like Cam Newton if he keeps playing I the think way he's, he does. I, I think it's one hundred percent he's going to get hurt in some key moments. Who's Josh so. Allen? Yeah, he's going to spend some time injured while their window is open, which is going to be – He's going to be in Atlanta. He's going to be in Atlanta. He's going to be in Atlanta uh, ice, like uh, skating and whatnot. <laughs> it's, going yeah. to be the, it's going to be what speeds up the closing of, of that window because he's reckless. Like, as an Eagles fan, I'm upset to see um, Jalen Hurts take the hits that he take. But even Jalen, it's not like he's trying to run through people. But – you know, just sometimes he's in the open field. He gets caught. Jalen Hurts is not the fastest dude in the world. I don't know if people's noticed that. But he'll get caught, and, you know, a lot of the hits don't look devastating, but it's like it's this accumulation, like somebody's going to land on him, and that's what happens. Somebody landed on him. Josh Allen, he'd be wilding. He's he's reckless. Like, he's looking for the contact. He's trying to truck people. He's taking big hits when when he shouldn't be taking. Like he's going to get hurt, and it's going to shut that window. Hey, hey Dev, quick. And he talked about the AC joint. Bryce Young hurt his AC joint against Arkansas early October. It took to like Thanksgiving week. That's when they play Auburn every year for that zip to finally be back on the ball. Like he couldn't even practice that time, and so that's zip. something to keep an eye on right there. Yeah, I don't think it's that serious of an injury. I really don't. Yeah. Even even Gardner though they're Michigan. saying that he's not going to play Saturday, I think it's because they think – I think this could be – this could kind of be playing games with the Cowboys, just like they were able to do with us the last time we played them. Because remember, that could have probably came back against the Eagles. They decided to wait to the week after they played the Eagles because that leaves the Eagles guessing. If we win this game, man, y'all going to really be guessing. Like, damn, are they better than us even without their quarterback? So you so yep, you leave that you guys got and you let it play out the way it got, plays out. So I think it's the same way here because they're like, all right, we finally these teams finally get to get together at full strength. And the Eagles like, oh, yep. well, we got an excuse to sit Jalen. So if we, you know, sit them down, we have an excuse even if we lose. Yeah, because the crazy they part shouldn't be worried about home field. They need to worry about making sure that QB is healthy because if Minnesota gets the one seed, ain't nobody scared of them. San Francisco, they could win on the road and. Brock Purdy keeps winning, keep going to lose Jimmy G money because all Jimmy G ever said, hey, I win games. Well, Brock Purdy's winning games. But, uh, so, you know, so, so, but, hey, I know you guys got to run, man. But, hey, you know, yes, uh, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, or how we say in Alabama, Christmas, no seniors, all M's. Hey, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey, and you guys have a good one, man. Merry Christmas. Right, man, you too. Appreciate you. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, Jim, what happened real quick while everybody was on the Grizz Nae for at least a half a week? I'm pretty sure everybody home now. Yeah, how about that? Crumble. How about that? Why you on the Grizz Nae is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Bottom line, if you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and go, yeah. But uh, what happened while you on the ground? Mets. The New York Mets signed Carlos Carrera for 12 years. Three hundred and fifteen million dollars. Yo, they made me like you know. He's excited about the moves that the Phillies made, but the Mets went out there like, "Hold my goddamn beer!" 
Meston signed Verlander. They didn't get – you know, Correa was one of those guys. It was like Trey Turner, Correa. Like, there was like three shortstops out there who all could be in the argument of best shortstop in the league, at least best free agent shortstop available. And we got us one. Now they got them one. The crazy part about it is Correa had a deal done with the Giants. The Giants had some uh, reluctance because of something they saw on his physical. So even though, you know, it was the deal was done, they, they pushed back his press conference. And when they pushed back his press conference, his agent, Scott Boris, texted the Mets because they had interest in him and they had lost out on him to the Giants. He texted. Steve Cohen, like, yo, it's, it's, it's your lucky day. Like, you still got that interest? What's up? A few hours later, they got a deal in place for $300 plus million plus in 12 years. I want to see, like, see the footage of the Giants' management, like their <laughs> upper management when this happened. I would love to see the footage of that. Like, that's, in, that's an insane story. And shout out to Scott Bill. Scott Boris been getting bags forever. Yeah, he 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 literally texted him, "This is your lucky day." Like, yo, he he called teams and made and and first he told him, "Korea miss may have come early." That's what he texted Steve Kerr. Yo, what's Scott Boris' net worth, yo? And Steve Cohen, you know, Steve Cohen is the richest owner in the league, so you knew the Mets were gonna spend some money because they got new money in the building. So, yeah, the the Giants probably salty. But my question to y'all is, what could they have seen on a physical? that at least scared them to the point where they had to slow down. But whatever it was, the Mets like, I don't care. I'm going to give this dude <laughs> $35 million more in an extra year more than what the Giants were even offering. So what if whatever they saw in the physical comes back and bites the Mets, which as a Phillies fan, I hope it does. But what did they see that they were like reluctant to, to, to pull the trigger when they had a press conference and everything scheduled, that the Mets jumped in and said, nah, I don't care. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Like, I have no the idea. Mets gonna be, the Mets on paper are scary good, man. You add him to the mix with Yo, Fernando, with Tatch, with Yo, Forbes just did a thing on Scott Boris, and this is as of November. So this is before this contract was signed. And they call him the most powerful agent in sports. They said that, well, first of all, the board net worth is damn near half a billion already. But as of right now, he has – this is before this contract you're talking about, Dev. He has $3.83 billion in active playing contracts, which yielded him, yields him up to $191 million in commission. Yeah. How about I say a lot of them new deals that we talk about? That's Scott Boris. Them, them Boris deals. <laughs> So he said that. Forbes has done Forbes has done a ranking of sports agents going back 2013. So it's like 10 years. Um, in eight out of the 10 years, he was number one. Scott Boris been getting chicken yeah. a long time. Dog. He represents Bryce Harper, Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, Anthony Rendon, um, a, a lot of cats who who got these diesel deals. Uh, Correa. That's crazy. Like, no. Scott Boris, man. Anyway, man, on, on to a more on to a more interesting story, man. Um, the <laughs> Nike man, a Nike exec, was allegedly caught getting sloppy top from a subordinate in a company gym. Um, so there's a lot of shakeup going on in the executive ranks of Nike. <laughs> yeah, 
because there's a there's a, a suit there's a suit going on right now saying that Nike execs um would kind of prey on their female workforce. They're saying that the, you know the Nike execs would get sloppy drunk, prey on their subordinates while the company ignored their complaints. Um, according to this unsealed gender discrimination lawsuit um, against them. So there's a lot of stories going on out there about, you know, work trips or stuff even just happening in the office. But uh, one woman wrote in one of her surveys that Nike was a giant sports men's team where favoritism prevails and females couldn't possibly play in the sandbox. One dude told somebody, maybe if you dress nicer, I will be on time. Take that baggy uh, jacket off and show some skin. Um, they would put their arms around them during company retreats and give them sexual innuendos and sloppy top in the gym, like all kinds of stuff in this lawsuit, man. So, yeah, like, trying a good time. Not surprised. Yeah, this no. sounds like she's mad because anybody choose her. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Pretty I don't know what to much. say here, so I'm just going to say that. All the Nike dudes was gaslighting, and it's patriarchy. So I'm just going to use those terms because I don't know what else to say. <laughs> they toxic. I forgot about that. Yeah, toxic. toxic. Yeah, add toxic there, too, dude. Then we get to go. Um, rest in power to the legend Nike Fran- is, is crazy, man. Rest in power to the legend Franco Harris, who died at 72. Um, Yo, is that, a, is that a curse? Is it a curse to get a, um, a football life? Because he got a football life coming out this weekend. His number yeah. was getting retired this weekend. Um, there's a lot happening surrounding Franco Harris this weekend. So I guess they like, oh, you got to be dead to, for this to hit really, really, you know, for our rollout to be complete. Um, same thing happened to John Madden. Yeah, yeah, remember right before his, third, his joint came out, he died. So yeah, the death rollout is crazy. RIP to Franco Harris, immaculate reception. Yeah, man. That guy. To the God, man. Um, other news, last story real quick, uh, billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia is finalizing a purchase of the Phoenix Suns. Um, I wonder what the, what's the price on that, though. Um, Did they know, say what it was yet? No, I, I didn't see anything um, about the price. Yeah, I didn't see anything either. I was just wondering if you saw it. Everything I heard was like he's finalizing a deal. Like for that, uh, Casey Mack. Casey okay. Mack said the number came out at four, record, is four billion. billion dollars. They said he buys control yeah. of Phoenix Suns at record four billion dollar valuation. Sheesh. What is a the team what in Arizona Mack, Mack for worth four billion? <laughs> yeah, that's that's nuts. That's nuts. Yo, sports valuations are just crazy. Right. All right, man. What's happening? Money flying around here. <laughs> While you were on the Grizz Naive, that's the, that what happened. So, Deb, before we get out of here, man, tell everybody what happened in state and sports history. All right. Well, this date in sports history, man, December 22nd, 2020, only two years ago, but, you know, it would, would only be fitting that we talk about this guy, Argentine soccer superstar Lionel Messi, scored his 644th goal for FC Barcelona to break Pele's record for most goals for one club. Pele did it. Uh, he had 643 goals for Santos from 1956 to 1974. Yo, that's crazy, though, guys. I mean, as many 1-0 I, I, 
2-0 soccer game yeah, we've seen and heard about in our life for somebody to have 644 goals just with one team. That's crazy. That's a lot of damn. Yeah, I gotta go back and I so, gotta. I mean, how many games do they play so, per year, B? So, so they just while, play year so round. While y'all, so while like y'all on that, in and, the premiere. And, and y'all know, I, I think Messi is the goat. So your man Pele got somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200. Damn. Yo, yo, and Pele, hold on. When a blowout in soccer is like three nil. That's like a blow. Yo, here's what I gotta do, dog. Shooting I gotta go back. Out. You know, now now that I'm a I'm a, I'm a full gooner and a footballer, I gotta go back and uh, <laughs> do the research on Pele. And the reason I say that is because my entire life, even when I hated soccer and talked greasy about it, I knew who Pele was. Name you knew. Like, like Pele, Pele's name was so big. Yo, Pele's yeah. name was so big that like I just like he was soccer to me. I'm gonna so give, go give you. I'm gonna give you a little. Pele, Messi, and Jamin. I think I think Pele. At 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 some point in our lives, even in the recent history, recent meaning the last ten years, was arguably the greatest. Messi, Ronaldo, both Ronaldos, and to a lesser degree, is a Moroccan gentleman named Zidane. What they did. In the game, Pele's still top five, but he ain't. He ain't. He ain't. Just, just he's he he, he's he Bill Russell. Nah, nah, he's better than Bill. <laughs> he will. He, he will. <laughs> Honestly, Pele will. I, I love. <laughs> hey, B. I noticed you ain't mentioned the boy Maradona though. Overrated, but he's still better than Bill though. Yo, I'm only saying that because HBO got a documentary on Bull, and Bull snorted all kinds of coke. Yo, he sm- he put everything up his nose. Yo, he straight everything. from the Colombians. Like, yo, spin it from yo, the farm yo, to my nose. Every- yo, and then yo, we had there. Yo, he had farm to table, yo. Listen, listen. <laughs> Man, he was on stuff. Like, he was he getting it in like table. that. Yeah. Yo, Maradona played plenty of matches hot. And and he is he is nice. He's, but he party. These little kids is on everything, sir. Painkiller, cigarette, weed, Hennessy, vodka. Yo, Maradona party. Maradona party so hard he partied his way out of the goat discussion. I don't care. Argentinians will tell you he's goat. (laughs) Damn. He partied his way out. Yeah, him him and Ronaldinho. yeah, he got a, it's a doc on him on HBO, dog. And I was watching that, John. I'm like, yo, my man is snorting everything. That's what happened this week. This, this yo, Darwin Doc, yo, Darwin Doc, though, they was wilding too, huh? Oh, yeah. Because of some of the stuff they did in that Mets 30 for 30. I'm like, damn. Doc ain't even. Yo, did you ever hear, man, did you ever hear a man story go to the parade? Because he went out and binged. Well, he was at, he went, he went to the parade. Did you ever hear the story about the 82 Knicks and how much coke they were snorting? Mm-mm. And they said the 82 Knicks were snorting so much coke that they was like, they they, they got caught, but the enemy kind of like wiped them under the rug. They was like throwing games, like for their dealer, like trading like, you know, point spreads for, for, for lines. And get, <laughs> it, get it put right in their locker room. Like there's a whole whole yeah. little like story about that, but you know. Nice way to get high. Then, like, like, what you want, man? I'll show you some points for some for some Hannah. Yeah, Hannah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, man. But remember, the NBA used to be all. Everybody was on coke back in the early '80s in the NBA. 
They said the boy Michael Parsons apologized to Jalen Hurts about his MVP legitimacy. Oh, come on. Yo, man. Now I got that. I got that respect for the boy. The conversation was most valuable player is it just quarterback. So it's nothing towards no quarterbacks. Right? It's about most valuable player and what people bring to their team. That's what he said. Yo, he really I, I don't respect that. Nah, the, the headline said apologize. He didn't really all. say I'm sorry. I think they 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 sizing that. But all right, let's get up. Yeah, but I don't think he should have said nothing. He should have he should have he should have yeah. on um. You know what I mean, he should have stood on that. I did I did talk trash more than I heard he wasn't playing. That nigga scared. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he know I'm league full of beta, league full of beta males, man. You gotta be a silverback. <laughs> like, look, I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Like, and what? <laughs> While he's Erbiak, apologized too. Come on, man. Did he? Yeah, he apologized. <laughs> yo, what, yo, what's going on, dog? Like, I don't like none of this, dog. I ain't with all. No. I ain't with none of this, man. <laughs> well, you know, these days you mess around, and lose your job if you don't apologize. Real quick, before you, before we do go, does does uh penalty kicks, penalty kick goals, does that count in your goal count? Only if it happens during the during the uh, regular play. Like if you get fouled in the oh, box, so not like not like the overtime penalty. But game. not not in a penalty shootout. Yeah, penalty okay, shootout doesn't okay. count too. So that don't count. count. All right, cool. Yeah. That's, that was my. That's all I need to know. All right, let's get up out Yo, of here, man. <laughs> and I do want to say this though: all the apologies, none of them still was worse than uh than your man Jalen Rose. That's the single worst apology I've ever seen. Anyway, yeah. um. He apologized. He rolled his hair. Dog, he looked like he was being held hostage. <laughs> anyway, uh, man. Yo, shout out to everybody for joining us, man. Shout out to, you know, Tobias for calling in. Shout out to Neil and Kev for holding down the chat as always, man. We appreciate y'all. Um, Happy holidays, everybody, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, you know, whatever you're saying. Hannah, Hannah. Enjoy it, but please stay safe out there. <laughs> please stay safe out there. That's the number one thing is for everybody to stay safe. And we'll see you back here next week. Catch everything we do, um, you know, blogs, webcasts, podcasts. Everything is at War Room Sports, including my book, Sports the Book. Just go to warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world of ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Night. Now give me my theme music.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.